Hello, everybody. We are back. Back and better. Better than ever. What is good, guys? Welcome back to Blended with Billy. Got my steezy. Um... <coughs> it is called Straw Nana, this cartridge. Um, and it literally tastes like a strawberry banana smoothie. So, that's popping. Um, I had this other Steezy uh, cartridge that was Blue Burst. And I like the way that one tasted better than this one. This one still tastes bomb. Like... I'm talking like a literal, like you're drinking smoothie, but like, um, personally, I'm not a huge strawberry fan. Like when it comes to like strawberry flavor, I like real strawberries, but like when it comes to strawberry flavored anything, it's just not my favorite. Um, but it's still hella smooth and it tastes bomb as hell. Um, but I prefer the blue burst over this one, but um, I think this one might be higher in THC, so this one I have to take, like, less puffs to get fucked up. Which I didn't mind taking more puffs out of the Blue Burst one because it was just, like, tasty. So, like, I didn't mind. But I got this little joint here for us. Um, got my nails done today. They look so fucking good, dude. Mm. Yeah, but this joint is a... I don't even know what the fucking strain is. Sorry about the beeping. You guys know the drill. It's my security camera. I can't turn it off for whatever reason. Um, I tried turning the volume down to see if that would help, and it doesn't do anything. So, um, yeah, I got this outdoor light depth weed rolled up in this elements paper. So, let's spark it. Um, sorry, I got a message. Um, so. Yeah, I have no idea what this weed is. Um, mystery flavor. It is bomb, though. And, um, sorry I haven't been here for a while. I've really been trying to focus on myself, um trying to um take my celiac a little more seriously now and um like really take my life by the horns and fucking control that bitch because um like I just feel like my life's been out of my hands for so long ever since I got diagnosed like four years ago with celiac I just um I just wanted to pretend it wasn't there like, I didn't want to be that. 
I didn't want that label on me. I didn't want to deal with eating gluten-free and deal with, like, all that shit that comes with it. And, uh, I regret it because, like, honestly, I wish I had more guidance from the doctors because all the doctor really said was, yeah, just eat gluten-free. But he didn't tell me what would happen to me if I didn't eat gluten-free. He just told me, yeah, eat gluten-free. Like, that's it. Like, do you want to talk to a nutritionist? And I declined the offer because I was just so upset. But I really wish I did go see the nutritionist because maybe the nutritionist might have known something. But it seems like doctors don't really, like, know much about celiac um, and neither really do nurses, really, because, um, well, just from where I'm at, like, I don't know how it is for anywhere else, like, I'm in, like, Northern California, so, like, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but around here, the doctors don't really know, and the nurses don't really know the severity of the autoimmune disease, it's, um, your body literally attacking itself. It's not like someone who's allergic to cheese or milk or dairy. Um, you know, it, it's the same symptoms, but uh, it's way more than that. Like, it, it could be like skin rashes, um, headaches, brain fog, clumsiness, like loss of balance. Um, it happens to me all the time now where I just like lose my balance for nothing. It's like weird because ever since I was growing up, I was really coordinated. Like I was always really good at sports. I was always really good at staying on my feet. So it's just weird that all of a sudden I'm losing my balance out of nowhere. Um, and my joints hurt. Like, you know, uh, one thing that was weird that I experienced recently, um, that I hadn't experienced before was, um, this sharp pain, uh, at the, in my feet, uh, not at the bottom, but at the top, like, like if somebody just like took a knife and like jammed it into my, the middle of the top of my foot and it was just fucking like weird. And it happened when I was, uh, backing out of my driveway and I was like, and it just hit me and I was like, ow, like what the fuck? And then like, I was like, was that in my head? And then it did it again. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. So I was like, uh, uh, what's going on? What's going on? I started thinking the worst because that's how I am. Um, and then I read about gluten withdrawals because on January 2nd of this year, I have, haven't had any gluten since. Um, I had one slip up where I accidentally ate a piece of jerky, but that was totally on accident. Um, it, I didn't read the ingredients before I ate it. Um, so that was my bad, but at least it was just a bite and I don't think it'll ruin the progress I've made. It's just that it might set it back just a little bit, but, um, yeah, so I forgot where I was kind of going with that, but, um, the symptoms are crazy, dude, and, like, the long-term effects just aren't worth it, and whenever I do get a craving for that, like, I just think about those long-term effects, and then I'm instantly, like, disgusted by 
the food because I think, wow, that's what it does to me. And, oh, like I said, like, lots of doctors and nurses don't really know about it because I've talked, I have clients that are doctors and nurses. I have, like, I would say at least 65, 75% of my clientele is nurses from all different hospitals all around me. And they they tell me all the time, like, yeah, I had no idea it was that serious. I had no idea these were the symptoms. I had no idea, like, we brushed up on it, but it was, like, very short and sweet and to the point. And, like, I feel like people aren't educated enough about it. Like, they're really not. It's, it's... I don't know. It bothers me because they don't know what you're really going through, what you're, what's really happening to you. They just see it as a gluten allergy, and they think about it like people who are allergic to like dairy, and they think, oh, you're just going to be bloated and have some stomach pain. Like, get over it. No. Not the case. So, like... I'll, I'll explain it to you guys. Uh, what happens if you've been glutened is... So there are these little finger-looking things in your small intestine. And it is those little things that are they're like moving around. They're called villi. Well, they help move the food along. And they also absorb nutrients. So, when you eat gluten, what happens is it freezes them and cuts them. Which causes a lot of pain. And um, when those are like frozen and cut, they're not working. So your body isn't absorbing any nutrients at all. Nothing. So, um... When you deprive your body of nutrients, obviously, uh, other parts of your body are going to start to deteriorate faster. With me, I'm deficient in vitamin D. Um, And uh, I have to take supplements for that. And um, for other people, you know, they could be in bed for three days a week. Some people, after they've been glutened, I was shocked when I read this because because I didn't have the support from the doctors or the nurses. I didn't have the proper education. I wasn't told exactly what the disease was or what it does to the body. I wasn't told anything like that. I was only told to follow a gluten-free diet and you'll be fine. Come back in a year. And I was like, come back in a year? Isn't this a forever thing? There is no cure. There's no supplement. There's no pill you can take. All you can do is try your best to live a gluten-free lifestyle. Now, that doesn't just mean food because there's gluten in makeup. There's gluten in rolling papers. There's gluten in, like, other things. Like, I'm telling you guys, it's, it's not just a gluten allergy. Like, people with gluten allergies can handle... Um, say if, if their lettuce wrap burger is touching a bun, like, but they don't eat any of the crumbs, they're fine, right? Um, 
but if my lettuce wrap burger touches my boyfriend's bun burger, then it's going to make me feel sick. And what happens to me, it happens immediately, honestly. Like, one time I, because like, I feel because I didn't get the support from the nurses and the doctors and also because of my own stubbornness and my own, like, depression and my own, you know, not wanting to change the way I was, um, that is what drove me to just keep eating how I wanted and I tried one time to be gluten-free and I was good for, like, six weeks and then I went out to round table with my friends and they got pizza and I got a salad now you can imagine how I was feeling like growing up I was the bread lover I was the pasta lover I was the Italian in the family we're not Italian but like they swear from how much like pasta and and garlic bread and and like sourdough bread like all of it I loved all that stuff like mac and cheese and top ramen every day like we were we also didn't have that much money so it's like all we could afford but like I don't know like I grew up eating all that stuff and the reason why it's so hard for me I feel um because I read about this and I was like you know what like maybe that's why it's so hard for me to let go is um food reminds you of happy memories Every time you ate pizza, it was always a special occasion, a birthday party, a fucking celebration of, like, really kind of any kind of party or celebration. And it just reminds me of those times, and it just makes me sad that I can't taste it and, like, reminisce and, like, you know. It's also the texture of things, like, uh, with bread, I really love the texture of it. I don't know why, it's weird. Um... I used to just be a bread and butter kind of girl. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's craziness, but uh, uh it's just uh, I really feel like that's the reason why it was so hard for me to let go and another reason why I wasn't taking it that serious was because I wasn't getting any information. Um I basically had to do all of it on my own. I've researched everything myself. Um I've also talked to other people who have celiac. I know two women personally who have it. Um, and, you know, they've directed me in the right directions of where to shop and what what things they like best or what tastes the most, you know, like what tastes the best out of like certain brands like cookies or, you know, pizza crusts or, you know, like um, processed foods mostly because... I mean, if you're eating just, like, meats and veggies, that's already, like, gluten-free. So, it's mostly, like, your pastas, breads, cakes, brownies, um, you know, lots of stuff. Even it comes down to sauces, like, um, soy sauce, Alfredo sauce, um, fucking, what else? Um... I thought I was doing good when I was eating sushi. And then I found out the seaweed could have gluten in it and the soy sauce. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, I can't have nothing. You know, uh, I can have a lot of but you know what I mean. Like, it's just hard. It's very limited. It's a very limited diet. So, 
I am on day 23. Besides that little slip up, I'm not going to count that because it was literally one bite out of this pheasant jerky that my dad got and he wanted me to try it. And I was just so like caught up in the moment that I it's like I forgot about it because I never took it seriously. I'm still learning. So I think I ate that on the 16th. So technically, if you want to get real technical with it, it's been nine days since that incident. But I did have mild stomach pain. I was actually I was actually really scared um, because I had done so much work trying to get through my gluten withdrawals like it was weird guys like I felt like I was like coming down off drugs or something like I had like I feel like I had that keto flu um so I was like I need to eat carbs like I need to eat like a potato or something like (laughs) I was like what can I eat that's like not processed and like is a carb and I was like okay I'll eat a potato I started feeling a little better but like I literally felt like I had like some sort of like I, I like it didn't feel like the flu per se but I was just like extremely groggy and tired um no like temperature change or anything like that like my temperature was pretty normal it was just the way I felt and like I I was like trying to like read up on it because I was like is this a real thing like do people really go through this like is my body addicted to gluten, you know? Like, people don't like to think, like, food is an addiction, but it is. Um, And I was like, you know, I need to look this up. So I do. And then what I find on there, guys, I was like, are you fucking serious? This is, like, everything I'm feeling right now extra bloating more than the normal bloating because eating gluten makes you so bloated like I'm talking like pregnant bloated and it's like it's really fucked up because I've I think I've mentioned this before in one of the first podcasts that I've had two women come up to me before and tell me um how well and ask me how far along I was <laughs> if I was pregnant and I was just like uh no that's just my gluten belly fucking embarrassing dude and I'm I'm embarrassed that I let myself get to this point I'm only 5'1 and I'm like nearly 200 pounds and I finally like made the decision like this is gonna stop I'm done I'm done I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired And that's how I felt all the time. And that was just, like, my normal. And then I was just, like, unhappy. Like, really unhappy. And it's so easy to get caught up and easy to fall into those negative feelings and think they're normal. And I realized, like, what I was doing wasn't normal. Like, I'm I'm literally, like, killing myself slowly, day by day, you know? And, um... It sucks that I've known for four years and I'm just now starting to do something about it. When I first got diagnosed, there was minimal damage to my small intestine. So I feel like we caught it early. Um, and it's a good thing we caught it early, but like I didn't do anything about it. And now I'm worried that like 
I fucked up, you know, I'm worried that, like, it went on for too long, but the thing is, is that it's not, like, it's a slow deterioration, like, some people is worse than others, um, but I feel like I disappointed in myself a little bit for that, not taking it seriously enough, um, even, even though the doctors and nurses didn't tell me, like, what it is, you know, even back then, four years ago, there wasn't as much information as there is now, like, I'm, I'm talking, like, this is becoming a rising issue, um, but it's, like, I, I should have taken on more responsibility and just, like, researched myself, but, um, I let my, my mental issues, like, get the best of me, um, when that happened, I just fell into, like, a depression and, like, sad for myself, pity myself, um, and I didn't want to get up and fight for it. I just wanted to just, like, say fuck it. But that's not always the best option. Um, and here I am regretting it. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but now when I see anything that looks good, that's gluten, I think stomach cancer, permanent gastrointestinal damage, uh, infertility, you know, all these things, um, diabetes, uh, you can attract other autoimmune diseases when you already have one. When you already have one, it's easy to get another. Lupus, for example. Now, I don't know exactly what lupus does, but it's the same as, it's, it's, it's an autoimmune disease, just like celiac. So your body's literally attacking itself. One of the women I know personally has gotten lupus from her celiac now she's way older than me but I feel like she had it for a really long time and didn't know um until it got really bad um and that's usually what happens to people which is scary um you know if it wasn't for my mom and dad telling me to go get my blood work done who knows how long this would have gone without me knowing seriously like I was lucky to catch it early because once you do so much damage to your small intestine it just uh it can't repair itself now if you do minimal damage if you you did you know some good damage like it's likely your small intestine will heal um some people take days some people take weeks some people take months, and some people take years. Now, the longest I've heard from dietitians is two years. But I'm hearing from, because I found the community on Instagram. And I feel like that's the only place I can really go where people know what I'm going through. Um... Because, like, yeah, I know those two women, but I'm not close to them. I don't talk to them daily, and it's like, I don't know. It's easier to talk to people online. Um, and I don't know. I've, I've seen other people say that it took them four to seven years for their small intestine to heal itself. Now I figured, hey... I'm about to be 24. I need to take this seriously. 
I need to bounce back while my body is still young, while my body can repair itself faster. Now, I'm I'm assuming when you get older, your body slows down. So I'm like, this needs to stop now. No more cheating. There's no cheating. If I eat gluten or if, if I get gluten, you guys, it's going to be bad. Because my body was addicted to it. I had built up a tolerance to it. And now I went through the withdrawals. I'm clean off of it now. Like this literally sounds like drugs, but I'm clean off of it now. And now even other people would tell me I have celiac. They're like, you know, when you quit, you got to quit for good. There's no cheat days because once you stop, it'll fucking ruin you. Like it's like when somebody quits alcohol goes through their withdrawals, gets clean, you know, for maybe like 30, 60 days, and then they go right back into drinking as much as they used to, and then something really bad happens to them. And, like, that's that's kind of what will happen to me. It, it's crazy. Even, like, leaky gut. Like, that shit's weird. Like, your small intestine, like, leaking... And, like, your body getting um, poisoned. And I've heard about stories about that, too. Like, people going septic. It's fucking nuts, man. It's fucking nuts. So it's, like, why... I know that'll be me if that's how I continue to go. So I was like, I gotta make a change. I can't do this anymore. I really want to have kids, I really want kids. Just not right now. I think I will wait. And I think... I think I should... When when COVID is, like, way calmed down, maybe, like, in summer, maybe I'll go to the hospital and actually have them take a look. See what's going on. Maybe do another upper endoscopy. I've done one of those before. That's how they took biopsies of my small intestine um so I think I kind of told the story on how I found out I had it um I had chest pains I went in for x-rays to the ER they basically told me it wasn't my lungs but they wouldn't tell me what it was so I was like thank you for telling me what it isn't but like that doesn't solve my problem so then I go to my doctor she thinks it's um uh, acid reflux, which is another symptom of celiac, um, but I didn't know at the time, and then my mom, like, was just like, hey, your sister and I have hypothyroid, you should probably get your blood work done just to see all your levels and everything, and that's when they found the traces of celiac in my blood, and then my doctor calls me, says, hey, we found this in your blood, I'm going to schedule an upper endoscopy for you with the chief of surgery. And with, so continue to eat whatever you want for now. Um, don't eat four hours before. And yeah, we'll be good to go. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go in there and they spray like this numbing spray in my throat. I swallow it. Um, he tells me we're going to sedate you. You're going to be asleep for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. Like it's really quick. 
Um, and I was like, okay, like, whatever. And so they sedated me. I was counting back from 10. And they stuck this metal thing down my throat. It's like a camera and a light and, like, something to take biopsies with. So they stick it down my throat. They go all the way through my stomach, all the way down to my small intestine. And then um, they're looking around. They don't really see any damage, so they're like, hmm, okay. They take their biopsies. Um, I wake up in the middle of it. <laughs> and I think it's because I'm a weed smoker, <laughs> which I didn't think that was a thing before. Like, I couldn't get my finger on why I woke up. But my other friend who's had a colonoscopy, she said, it's because you smoke weed. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that actually makes so much fucking sense. Like, no wonder, like, at the dentist, they would always have to give me double um numbing for like my gums if I ever needed like some drilling done or whatever like because he would do like a whole shot in my gum drill and I'd be like ah and he's like you can feel that what the hell I'm like yeah I can fucking feel that what the fuck like so I woke up I woke up in the middle of it and I see the monitor and I could see my insides and I (laughs) I didn't say anything because my the thing was in my mouth but I heard the doctor say shh shh give her more give her more (laughs) I don't know why it's funny to me (laughs) um so then I fall back asleep but I remember in my head thinking um wow so cool but so gross (laughs) yeah so um I remember waking up in the next room uh, and hearing the doctor um, talk to my boyfriend and tell him that, um, you know, I was good to go, basically, that I was okay to eat gluten, that I I was negative and that it was just a flop, right? And so uh, my boyfriend drives me home and we go and get Subway because I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten in like eight hours and... um, then about a week later, I get a call from the chief of surgery, and he told me, hey, um, and this is exactly how he said it, so I may have been wrong, and I was like, oh, okay, and he's like, yeah, so we got your test results back, and from the looks of it, it does show sign, it does show that you show signs of celiac sprue, and I don't know what the term sprue means i don't know if that means it's just starting or i don't don't know what it means but celiac basically you have celiac and i was like oh okay and he's like yeah um so just don't eat any gluten no wheat uh you can have buckwheat you can have this you can have that and then he's like oh do you want to talk to a nutritionist and i was like no i think i got it and he's like okay and then he just was like bye and it was just like that and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, I, I was kind of pissed that he told my boyfriend it was okay before he really, really knew. You know? Like, I don't know. I mean, at least he told me. And he was like, oh, I may have been wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, that kind of fucking sucks. Like, I've been eating gluten every day for the past week. Um, 
But then again, like I said, I didn't know how severe this shit was. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like um, I'm going to be dropping a lot of weight. <laughs> Not like a lot, a lot, but hopefully a lot. Um, and usually it's the opposite for people. So with the two women I know, uh, I know one of them is a little bigger. I don't know if that's just because she was skinny before because her body wasn't malnourished and now that she's nourishing it again maybe she gained weight um but I know she's a little bigger um which is usually what happens for people and now my other one uh she was bigger she I think she was a little over 200 and then she dropped down to like 115 110 which was like really really skinny for her um almost like scary like um are you gonna be okay like you look sick you know um which I hope neither of those happens to me I hope I find a happy medium obviously I can't really control I guess I can control with what I eat but like I don't know about the weight gain or the weight loss but I'm thinking I'm gonna lose weight since I got this big old belly already and like my legs man so I'm hoping I'm dropping weight but it seems like sorry I have to stretch it seems like um I'm gonna lose weight that's just my theory because I'm already heavy for my height um which I know I'm not supposed to be like I'm obese for my um height like I know you can't always exactly follow the BMI things but like when it comes to short people like I think it's not good because your little ass bones you know it's hard on your bones it's hard on your back like I feel like most of my back problems stem from my stomach. And um, it's just, like, heavy, you know? I'm heavy. Um, So I hope I drop weight. I hope I don't get, like, fucking, like, stick thin. Which I don't think I will. I don't know. My whole life I've always been, like, thick, you know? I, I mean, not overweight my whole life but I've definitely was not your typical skinny girl I was never a skinny girl I always had legs I always had a butt I always had a little bit of a tummy naturally always normal size arms I was pretty good I actually really liked the way I look my freshman year of high school but I know I was 14 it's different now I'm I'm older Sorry, I got cut off, but like I was saying, um, yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, my body's different now. I'm able to bear kids, like, you know, things change as you get older. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping to drop weight. I've already lost four pounds since I started, and so I feel like what that's like a pound a week. And that's just, like, me, um, 
me like well and that was also when I first weighed myself the first time I was 197 and I weighed myself when I was supposed to but I also had a bunch of clothes on and then the last time I weighed myself I also weighed myself at night which I know you're not supposed to do you're supposed to do it in the morning but I did it at night with barely any clothes on and I was like 193 so I lost four pounds already and um I went and got my nails done today and the first thing my nail girl says to me is like you look skinny and I was like oh my god like thank you like oh my gosh I was like cool like dope like and that's cool she just like said that you know like it means like you know my hard work is actually going somewhere I've been cooking so much more at home lately um and it's great like um because my boyfriend also wants to eat more at home um and because of that we're not eating out as much the only time I eat out is when I go to In-N-Out because they can let us wrap the burgers and I also tell them to put it in a separate bag for me so that um my food isn't touching my boyfriend's food and um yeah so I, I saw a post from Taylor here let me grab her book let me grab her book okay so um sorry my phone's sliding all over the place um so her name is Taylor Silv Silver Duck Taylor spelled Tay, Tay, T-A-Y-L-E-R, and then her last name is S-I-L-F-V-E-R-D-U-K. Um, sounds very European, <laughs> but uh, she created this celiac disease wellness journal. And let me tell you, when I found this girl on Instagram, her name is celiac dietitian I think that's her name on there but you know since I started taking it seriously I thought I need support and my boyfriend and family they are supportive but um they're not serious about it because I never took it seriously so they're they're learning along with me and I'm being patient with them right now because I never took it seriously, so why should they take it seriously, you know? So that's how I've been looking at it. It's kind of my own fault for not taking it seriously at first and really, like, advocating for myself. That's one thing I'm still trying to learn is how to advocate for myself and speak up for my needs, um, especially with food. Um, and the thing is, is, like... It even comes down to the dishes you use. I'm talking like you have to put your gluten-free stuff on the top shelf. That way no crumbs are able to fall into your stuff. And that goes for fridge, that goes for freezer, that goes for cabinets. And that also goes for storage for your cookware. Now, they say you shouldn't, if you want to be 100% gluten-free, completely sterile, 
you should have your own dedicated cookware for gluten and your own sponge to wash that with. Um, that way there's no cross-contamination because cross-contamination is a huge thing. I'm learning so much, guys. Um, I could go on and on about this. And, like, you know, that's what I wanted to bring to this episode today was just, like, an awareness about it. And it's a real thing, and it's what I'm really going through. And it's a part of my life. So I got this celiac disease wellness journal to give myself more support and to find the community um, because they can really support me and give me helpful tips and tricks. You know, like a lot of people aren't educated, so they don't know what to do for you. You know, they think, oh, well, one bite won't hurt. And it's like, yes, that one bite could affect me for months. That could take my stomach months, like my intestine months to heal, you know? Like, everybody deals at, uh, heals at different paces and stuff, but, like, stuff like that is kind of offensive. But then again, people aren't educated, so it's really just ignorance. <laughs> but, like, it's up to us as people with this disease to advocate for ourselves and to really... Um, let people know, like, no, there are no cheat days. I cannot cheat. Like, this is serious stuff. So I just kind of wanted to read what I wrote in the first page. Because um, I've only written in the first page so far. But um, if you want to follow Taylor, I believe her name is Celiac Dietitian on Instagram. And, um, so she's, she's really knowledgeable and she, she actually like brings up topics that I never realized myself before. Like that whole thing about, um, food reminding you of happy memories. She's the one that brought that to my mind because I was like, why is it so hard for me to give this up? Like, why am I addicted? Like, why do I crave it? And, um, you know, she's the one that kind of brought that thought into my head. And I was like, you know what? That makes so much sense. Like, I was just never able to comprehend, like, why that is. But now I'm like, wow. Like, this shit makes sense. Like, it's crazy. But, um, so her journaling tips were, you know use it at your own pace you know don't put too much pressure on yourself to write in it every single day like just do it whenever you want go at your own pace that you're comfortable with like and to answer all the questions um keep an open mind be gentle with yourself and then she puts in here don't put too much pressure on yourself don't hold back when answering prompts and don't lose track of your why for starting this journal so this journal has like commitment check-ins, self-check-ins, um, happiness brain dump, hidden self, like, life attitude, self-esteem, internal emotions, and addressing it, who are you with and without celiac, outside impact, exploration of self, transformation, finances, social, romance, what's changed, comfort level, understanding, wishful thinking, write a script like this is literally where you can just dump your thoughts and say how you really really feel about it and then like 
I think I want to buy this journal again, like, when I'm finished with this one, and see if my attitude towards anything has changed, or if my, if my body pain has changed, or, you know, if I'm feeling better or worse, or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, I'm just gonna, like, read what I wrote in the commitment check. So... It says, why do you want to start this journal? And I wrote, to hold myself accountable with my health, to take control of my life again, to get me through the cravings, to have information, to help me go through my own mental health issues, to get all my thoughts on paper, which that's pretty much... I feel so scatterbrained when I don't write things down. Writing things down makes a huge difference for me. I love writing. I wasn't a big fan of, like, English class, but I just loved writing, whether it made sense or not. Like, just writing in general, like, helped clear my head. And so the next question says, what do you hope to get out of this journal? And this one I really had to think about, like, that's the thing with these journals too is it it really makes you think and so I wasn't gonna give an answer until like I had enough to write in it because I wrote like two things and I was like eh like I didn't fill it up you know like I want to be able to fill everything up to what to where I can't like write anymore so I wrote guidance support understanding I hope to feel better about my disease and not let it define me or my life. I hope to gain knowledge about food and educate my friends and family. I hope to get a sense of relief as well, less stress in my life. Peace. So that was like a big thing for me. I feel like my life's been so chaotic because of what I'm doing to myself. Like it's all in my own hands. So the last... um last thing was list three ways you will make sure you use this journal and I wrote bring it with me to work and home the fact that I'll be looking forward to writing in it and making sure to do it once a day but like I'm, I'm not gonna do it once a day I'm just gonna do it like when I feel like it but I'm gonna try to do it once a day but I'm not gonna make it like a super duper priority so I haven't like I've only gone through one page and just, like, writing that stuff down. I really had to think. And, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, your brain gets tired when you eat a lot of gluten and when you're off. Like, um, so it might take you a while to, like, think about things more. Or you become more scatterbrained. Like, I don't know, ever since I started journaling, I also have another journal that's not prompted. It's just literally lined paper, like 200 pages of lined paper. And I've just been writing in there, like, my daily, like, what I'm going through, like, body-wise, like, pain. Like, where I'm feeling pain, how bad it is. Um, tracking, like, bowel movements because that's all a part of it. Um, you know, cramps, pain, uh, sickness feelings, like, any, like, lightheadedness, nausea. Um, yeah, so um, what food I ate and how it made me feel. Because some things might say gluten-free, but they are not. Or they might have traces of gluten. And it could say, you know, processed in a facility that also processes wheat. Now I know, 
you know, facilities have different floors and different sections of the building, you know, where they do that stuff, but it doesn't mean that cross-contamination isn't a thing. It's, it's just, like, take it at your own risk, you know? But, um, yeah, I really like the only place I feel safe eating at right now is in and out Um, pretty much, yeah. Because there isn't a bunch of gluten around, and the only thing that is fried there is their french fries. Like, you can't even put french fries in the same oil that you fried, like, fried chicken in. Because there's, like, traces of gluten in the oil now. It's touched the oil, now the oil's tainted. And so it's, like, it even comes down to that. So it's, like, you never know if a restaurant is, you know throwing everything in one fryer or if they have separate fryers so I know that at In-N-Out the only thing they fry is potatoes so like we're good um and I believe their like animal sauce is like gluten-free I believe it is but um I always feel fine after I eat In-N-Out I feel pretty good um but yeah my boyfriend tries to argue with me and says I'm being overdramatic sometimes. And it's like, trust me, I feel like I'm being overdramatic. But I'm literally going to have to buy my own waffle maker, um, my own toaster, and my own cookware. I'm going to have to put it all on its own little cart. Like, I'm going to have to buy a cart and, like, put it on there. Because I just can't risk, like, anybody, like, I just can't, like, mm-mm. So I'm just going to have to, like wash my own dishes, cook in my own dishes. Um, My boyfriend's mom's, like, cookware is, like, red, so I think I'll get, like, a baby blue or something just so it's, like, recognizable that it's mine. And then, you know, I'll wash it with my own sponge and all that. But, yeah, it's craziness. So, yeah, that joint kind of went out a while ago. This John Anna cart is bomb. Steezy's the shit. You guys should definitely check them out. I love Steezy's. I've loved Steezy's for a long time, but it, I just fucking got one. But, like, I already knew they were popping, like, two years ago. Like, when I first saw everybody smoking them. Because I've, I've hit them off a few people's um carts before. And it's, like, um fucking, it's... They always tasted bomb. My dog wanted out of the room. I had to open the door for him. He's like, bitch. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Um, Steezies are bomb. I really like this cart flavored. Um, oh, yeah. So, I feel like that is the end of this episode, you guys. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you and, like, letting everything out and just, like, saying how I feel, really opening up about my situation now and accepting it and, you know, advocating for myself. Speaking up for myself is really hard. It always has been. I'm not the best at it. Like, ever since I was a kid, like, you know... People would just say things to me and I would just, like, walk away and, like, not confront or, like, start drama. 
Like, I'm really, like, just such a low-key, keep-to-myself kind of person. So when somebody comes at me with bullshit, I just, like, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't have time for this shit. Like, I, I, like I'm already better than you because I'm not showing reaction. That's kind of how my mind works. I feel like if you show reaction, you lost. So I feel like that's just what people want out of you. They want you to fuck up. They want you to get mad. They want you to call them a bitch or slut or whatever. And it's like, nah, bro, you're not worth my time. (laughs) I'm grown, I'm mature, but, like, there is a point where you can't just let people just say whatever to you or just bully you. Like, so that's where I gotta, like, I really just gotta stand up for myself. Not like anybody's bullying me, but, like, just, like, when people say, like, oh, well, you eat it all the time, or, oh, one bite won't kill you, or something that I haven't dealt with yet that I might have to deal with in the future is, oh, but I made this gluten-free just for you, or, oh, I made this specifically so everybody could eat it, and they make you feel bad about not eating it, um, but it's, like, honestly, nothing's safe, like, who knows what you cooked in that dish previously, like, that dish you have, you're holding your food in right now? I don't know if you've cooked gluten in that before. I don't know if you made brownies in that shit before. Or fucking cake. Or, I don't know. No, I will not try your fucking casserole. Fuck you. I don't know if I said this before, but 20 parts per million or less of a piece of gluten can affect your stomach for months if you have celiac. 20 parts per million per million i was like the fuck when i heard that and the fact that it could take years for my small intestine to heal and the fact that i can't kiss my boyfriend if he ate gluten i was like man i might be eating gluten-free right now but i really gotta get on the horse about buying my own cookware my own toaster my own everything and i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna fucking put some tape on that bitch and label it gf billy's shit only don't fucking put your shit in here oh i'll be so mad i will be so mad it's the same with my cookware like let me cook my like let me cook out of my cookware let me clean my own cookware with my own sponge like even butter dude because you double dip or cream cheese like I saw this in, like, a celiac girl's um, fridge on Instagram. I forget which one it was, but she was, like, showing a... <coughs> showing um, the butter. And it's like, no, butter is gluten-free, but the risk of double dipping. And I thought, wow. <laughs> wow. That's so true. Once you touch toast or bagel or whatever it is it's tainted so um i was like damn they got a separate container for the butter the group for the butter for the gluten-free stuff like it's crazy it's crazy huh oh my god i'm so tired Uh, i've been waking up hella early i'm going to bed hella late but i feel fine like for some reason i feel more energy like throughout the day but like right now i'm kind of tired but all right to you guys it was so nice talking to you 
Um, if you want to write into the podcast with any advice from me or like questions, um, it can literally be about anything. I don't care. Like topic of discussion, this or that. What's better? What's worse? Um, overrated, underrated. Um, literally anything. Um, a stupid night you had. Um, boy troubles, girl troubles, like, advice, whatever. So, I love you guys, and I hope y'all having a good day. Sorry for the wait. I know you guys have been patient with me. I'm going to be better. Whenever I have free time, I'm going to do this because I feel like it's good for me, too. Um, but yeah, this is my episode about celiac, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, or I hope you learned something. Um... If you have any health issues that you're going through too, like please write in. We can like totally talk. Um and I can like talk about it on the podcast or whatever. Like everything's anonymous though, guys. Like I will not say your name and I will not say where you're from. So you can put that in there if you want to or not. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but yeah. So I hope you have guys. <laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Or night, or whatever you doing, midday, midnight, whatever. But yeah, alright guys, Um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.